Alright, welcome to episode 3 of season 2, Awesome Times. We're talking about seeds, growth, foundations, trunks, plants, choices. You know, this is going to wrap up the seed, and it's it's really been fun just coming up with these podcasts, getting my script out, looking into all this stuff. It's really helping me with where I've come, even in the last couple of months, just to share my experiences with with. The microphone here in front of me in a new studio that's beautiful that I love. Um, I want to talk about how to make room now that we we've understand where our choices come from and where we're going to go with all that. And then last last episode, we talked about what do we do in this environment now that we've we've understood what choices are. Our choices are our seeds for growth. We figured out what that meant. We we learned about all that and what we need for proper growth. And then last episode, we had the pot, our pot and our steak, our foundation, our nutrients. Now we're going to see, hey, we got our leaves open. The sun's hitting us. How do we take that energy that's coming and where do we channel it into true leaves and stems and our trunk and just blossoming into to our fruits, our flowers, our seeds, to produce more seeds and everything. We have about five steps, maybe some more if I throw them in there. But but it's important to realize that we need room to grow. So we so we gotta clear away some stuff. in In the pepper world where I'm currently in, it's a hobby to see all these little pepper plants and everything. They do a thing called topping off where they want you to cut off this certain point of a plant so you can get more growth. And honestly, I I planted in July. Don't plant your peppers in July. I mean, the zone I'm in, it was okay. They're having a little bit of a struggle now. I mean, beginning of this month, every every plant now had blooms on them. When before, I only had three peppers. I don't know if I put a picture on Instagram about him but I had three peppers and those are the only flowers I had and now I have a little serrano but all my serrano plants are budding one doesn't have many buds but it's got new growth everywhere and it looks like this this weird little furry plant thing so what is happening with us now now that we found out our our little seedling has grown up and we're getting true leaves now we need to know okay this is new we got new leaf new growth what are we doing with all this um we gotta figure out where we go now right so before we had all these these things in our heads but like we want to start out with step number one decluttering your house I used to, when I was a teenager, I was a very messy teenager, even into my 20s, up until about, in my mid-20s, I was a super messy person. I lived in clutter, my floor was, had the path just to my bed, and I didn't have a lot of, like, garbage in there. It was never, like, soda cans and stuff you see in the hoarders. It was just, I'd come in, I'd throw stuff around, I'd have books, I'd have projects to do, and my desk was overflowing, and you could never see my floor, but... And then I got to the point where I was like, hey. And then I started, then I organized my closet into work clothes, play clothes, dress clothes, semi-dress clothes. You know, 
all that and pants and jeans and and then I went to the rest of my room and I'm like and now I can't ever go back to that. I if I drop clothes on the floor the next morning I before bed I feel like I gotta clean these up. It's it's a, just a mess and I and I'll do it before I go to bed and it'll be like ah. Some days I don't. In the morning I'm like, well, why didn't I clean these up? Now I now I gotta waste my time. Now now I feel bad. It's like it's not a mistake. Just. Just put your clothes on the hook next time instead of all this chaos that you have right before bed or right when you're waking up and your wife's trying to sleep. And she's like, what are you doing, babe? Why are you cleaning up the room right now? Aren't you supposed to be off to work? Well, yeah, I took the easy way out and I and I have to do what's right. So let's get into some of these steps. Step one, decluttering your house. Your, your house can be your house or your mental house. But your environment affects how you feel physically and psychologically so like i just said i've talked about my room and it's so true a clean organized space helps you feel more productive and energetic when you're living among heaps of of stuff you you don't have to sit there and, and tune it out your brain actually has to function for the hoarders and everything, their brain is, if you look at them, they just look like they're zombies. Watch hoarders sometimes because their brain is actively blocking out in their, in their sub whatever. They're not seeing an issue because their brain is saying, Psh, but that's working overtime. Even if it's subconsciously, there's effort being put into that. So you take all that out and you're like, Hey, I'm not running a bunch of background apps soaking up all my memory. So that's so that's one start. Two, get rid of bad mental health habits. Like, don't. Bad mental health habits carry a lot of psychological weight. Feeling sorry for yourself, dwelling on the past, giving away your power as are just a few of the unhealthy habits that will drain your and put a toll on your your mental health. I mean, their thoughts and everything matter. Clear the mental clutter and unnecessary chatter to make room for healthy things like gratitude, self-compassion, realizing self self is important. Take away, get some good self-talk going, you know, say good things about yourself instead of just like, oh, it'll be okay. That'll never happen to me. Oh, well, I guess that's just the way it is. Don't be Eeyore, be Tigger. Like how many times are you around that person that's just like, you're like, dude, I wish you could get like a blast of energy or just like, what is wrong with you? Get some happiness. There's n- your life isn't really that bad. And you want to just like shake those people and say, whoa. But I mean, what can you do? They can't, they, you can only fix you. You can't fix other people. Please don't try and fix other people. Let's just take ourselves on for now before you go on to someone else. Don't try and fix other people. That is a not a fun way to live. Don't be the person that tries to save people. That is very, very not what you need to do right now. So we're focusing in on us because we can only change us. We can't change others. So take a few deep breaths. Remind yourself it's not helpful and productive to conjure up a more realistic inner dialogue. It is okay because guess what? You're the only one inside your head. 
Now, if you have multiple personalities, please seek help. I am not a doctor. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a psychiatric anything. I have no medical degrees. So if you have split personalities, multiple personality disorder, whatever they're calling it, help, please seek professional help. The lawyers literally just ran into the room when I said that. So there's my disclaimer. Seek someone outside of me. I'm just a dude with a microphone. Taking out toxic people. This right here. Oh my gosh. When I came into my 30s, I was still carrying baggage from my whole 20s. I had people who I thought were my friends. We all had that, right? But like when one thing happened, it was like, oh, we're friends. We're family. We're all in this together. Well, the thing that was the glue that was holding us all together was no longer there. And I quickly found out that I really wasn't quite as important as they said I was because I was the first one cut out of that friend group. And it's like you we spent a better part of a decade doing all of this together. We went through some major crap and some things happened that I could have literally I could have. I was justified in, in getting what was right for me, but I forgave things and now that this happened, you no longer want to be part of it. It it doesn't it didn't make any sense to me. And I gradually just had to realize, hey, you know, it may stink that I have to rebuild my life and rebuild some things that have that really hurt me and I had to go through the pain alone. But it was better off than trying to go through with people that just hold held on to me because Maybe they come, I mean, I know, I, anyways, it, yeah, I mean, I just had to do it by myself and it was fine because people like that weren't going to help me anyways. They were only concerned about themselves, which I understand. I'm literally telling you and figuratively telling you to focus on yourself, but there are better ways to do it. Don't be toxic to other people and don't let toxic people in your life. So if you got to cut them out, cut them out. Like, the people who call you and complain, they claim you're friends and they just want you to around and they're going to complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. Like, look at the energy. I, I say energy. That sounds completely opposite of me. But look at the energy that is coming into you. Remember, we went back episode one or whatever. I think it was one or two. I mean, we talked about it in both, I'm pretty sure, because it's seeds and everything. But... What were they putting gasoline or oil or toxin things into your soil for your roots that gets down into you and then you'll start complaining and you'll be like, why am I all of a sudden complaining? I'm a very upbeat person now. I listen to Chris's podcast, the first couple episodes and I'm, I'm really on fire. But but what's get remember, look at all that negative people can take a lot of space in your life. Well, you shouldn't cut out people out of your life just because they're going through hard times. Setting healthy boundaries, very important, very boundary. I work, where I work, I, I lived with people I worked with. And I literally had to set boundaries with them because work was 24-7. And it was to the point that I didn't want it to be 24-7 in my life because I wanted to think of something other than work. So I would tell them, hey, work ends here. We leave that habit, 
at there. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. But when I say I'm done, I'm going to walk away because I have no problem with you talking work with me every so often. But do not make it a habit because I will walk away and I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to be OK with it. I understand that probably some of the only time we get to see each other and you have something to say, write it down, email me, send a text. I'll get back to it when it's work time. But when I'm not at work, I need time to separate from that. That's a great boundary. Boundaries are awesome. You don't have to spend much time together physically. The time you might invest dreading a visit combined with the time it takes to calm down after the visit. Maybe it's time to say like, hey, I've done that too. I'd be like, hey, I can only go to this event for X amount of time because I need me to do this. Or it takes too long for me to, to be in a healthy spot before I can go to bed. So I have to chill on some of that stuff taking charge of your money get on a budget totally awesome i've been on a budget while my budget isn't been always dave ramsey style or the budget mom or anything else i didn't before i was married i did not need to write down my budget i had i could count all my bills on like one hand maybe a hand and a half depending on when it was but when I knew, I knew because I knew all when my bills were paid. I knew what my bills were. I knew how much I made. I knew how much I was going to make. I knew, I knew, and all that that gave me freedom because it's like, hey, I don't have to stress and say, oh, it's this time we got to pay. I had control of it. Set aside time to do a budget. Write it out, even if it's just a piece of paper. I know there are people that are saying, there's so many resources. Get on Dave Ramsey. Do the envelope system. Use only cat. Well. Do what works for you. What worked for me was sticky notes. I'd write out my monthly bill that bills on sticky notes. I put the dates. I cross them out when I do it. And I knew how much was in my bank account before. I didn't have e-banking. I didn't have online banking. I had an ATM. I worked on that. And I would get a monthly statement. And I would make sure my monthly statement added up with my sticky note. And wham. And I knew how a running total. I had a I had a checkbook app on my phone too, so I could I could balance out my checkbook app, my bank statement, and my sticky note. And I knew how a running total to the penny of my bank account before I got married. Now that doesn't work for my wife because that just doesn't work. So we had to come together, find out a budget that works for us. And now we have a great budget. There are things that she pays. There's things that I pay. Not because I'm like, I'm no, I can do, I could pay everything. I could do it. And we could have these big meetings. And we, and we had these things in the beginning of our marriage called Senate meeting. I called Senate, Senate finance committee meetings where we would get down, we'd have our sheets and we'd go over it. And that worked for us because that got us into the groove. That got us feeling. And now we have a spreadsheet that has all our stuff in it. And it gets checked off. And my wife is happy because she gets to use Excel. And I'm happy because I'm like, hey, cool. I got something I can check. I can check another thing. I got a, I got a mobile banking app now for the bank we're at. And I check that. But I know where my money is. I know how much I may not always know how much I have, but I can always ask or I can always pop up my phone and see and say, okay, this is what we have. 
This is what I want to do. It doesn't fit in the budget. I'll talk to my wife, see when we can do it. That takes so much stress and pressure off everything. It's so freeing to be on a budget. Step number five, we're going to end it up with this one. This is the last step. I got to maybe get to some quotes that I like. We'll see on time. Gain control of your time. See, I tied in the two right there. That was awesome. Kudos to my producers. Complaining mindlessly or mindlessly scrolling through social media or waiting for things to happen is never going to happen. You can't just sit there. Well, I was going to say you can't just sit there and wait for things to grow. Plants do that, but you can't wait for your growth to happen. You can't sit on your couch and say, I'm going to go to the NBA as a kid. LeBron James at 12 years old was not sitting there saying, I'm going to be the best player in the NBA. I'm going to sit right here on my my couch, play my Nintendo 64, watch ESPN, and things are just going to come, and one day I'm going to be the greatest player of my era. Michael Jordan didn't do that. Nobody does that. Bill Gates didn't even do that. Nobody does that. You can't just sit there and expect success to come to you. Why? Because you have to make choices. Success comes in cans. You can do it. You just have to do it. You have to get started and do something. And you're you're going to fall down. Go back to season one. You have to fall down. Sometimes you have to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes at times. Now, they don't always make mistakes. Sometimes you get it right on the first time. But if you do, that's great. But the next time, hope hope that you can learn. Hope that you can grow. Don't go through life being busy and passing time. Don't just pass the time. I did that so much. Uh, in my 20s, it was, my 20s were just a time of me just being like, okay, this is as good as it's going to get. I'm going to maintain it. That was the worst thing that could ever possible because I got into my 30s and I'm like looking back and I'm running numbers because I keep I kept all my bank statements. For some reason, I thought you had to keep every single financial document for so long. So I went through, I calculated it up. I spent so much money on just thinking hey this is all it's gonna be if i would have invested that much money i could own some things that i really want right now and i'm not just talking a car i'm not just talking a house i could have success inside of me with the things that i have with that money and i'm not it's not clothes or anything it's the knowledge of knowing what you could have but you wasted it all and i understand you can waste money and get it back but it's just the time i wasted with it all just like, yeah. schedule time to do things no matter what. Like I said in the last episode, I, I'm up at the same time. I'm always up at the same time. I'm, I'm not always at the bed in the same time, but I'm up at the same time. Up at the same time. Routine, 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 routine. I get my clothes. I go out into the bathroom. I change. I get to my breakfast station. I make breakfast and lunch at the same time. I put it in my lunch bag and I, I get my stuff and I'm out the door. Same routine, routine, routine. My keys, my wallet, my iPod, everything that I use goes right into the same place when I get home. Because that that five minutes running around trying to find your keys could be the could be the five minutes that you're late and you're speeding through a red light and you get T-boned or you T-bone somebody. It it all makes a difference if you if you have 
the best way to not be on two wheels is to have enough time to be on all four. So, get your time in order. Gain control of it. You control everything you do. The choices that you make with your time are the choices that could cost you a car accident or being mentally mentally okay with getting into work two minutes early. Your boss might actually be impressed that you got in five minutes early than coming in with 30 seconds to spare. Your boss will probably, that would probably brighten your boss's day if he saw you walk in and clock in five minutes earlier than you do. And he would probably be like, wow, that there is something changing. You can change people's lives. You can set up, up chain reactions just by the choices you make. James Cash Penny, you all know him as J.C. Penny. You all been to the stores. You probably bought stuff there you didn't really need. He probably wore some weird clothes from JCPenney's too. He said, growth is never by mere chance. It's a result of forces working together. Growth is never never by mere chance. It is a result of forces working together. Those forces are your choices. Those choices are your actions. Your actions and choices are the forces that drive what state you're in in the five steps are you have toxic people cut them out what do you have you have a better force ronald reagan said there are no great limits to growth because there are no limits to the human intelligence imagination and wonder the only person limiting you is you you can't make the tough choices because you are not a not wanting to make the tough choices you're not seeking help in the area. Maybe you want to be a real estate agent. You don't know where you're going in real estate. You're only stuck because you want to be stuck. Go on YouTube. YouTube has been the single greatest invention for this podcast than anything. I learned how to do it all. I wanted to do a podcast. I didn't know where to look. I went on YouTube. How do you start a podcast? I watched a video. Wasn't helpful. Watched another one. Wasn't helpful. I watched several videos before I found one that was remotely helpful for me. There's a great ton of content out there. Find this content that works for you. You want to do something? You want to figure out a problem? My wife watches YouTube videos of people cleaning their house and she gets ideas from it. And I'm like, this is the most boring thing. This is playing The Sims. Literally playing The Sims, watching someone else clean on YouTube. My wife learned how to cook food the way my culture cooks it instead of hers because her culture only knew one way. And and that is but there's so many resources. Don't don't let your imagination stagnate. And the last quote I will leave you with, if you want to be the best, you can't take the path of least resistance. Every morning you wake up and your mind tells you it's too early and your body tells you it's a little too sore, but you've got to look deep within yourself and know what you want and what you're striving for. Antonio Brown, well, he may have had his issues on the field this, this season and left and went and did his stuff, but that is so true. You want to be the best, you got to put the effort in. It's like it's like the Rocky Balboa clip. If you want to be the best, you got to take the hits and keep on moving forward with things. 
you have to make the tough choices. That's fine. Seek help. We've talked about it. We have five steps. Go review the five steps. What are they? They are, one, declutter your house and your mental house. Two, get rid of bad mental habits. Three, cut out toxic people. Four, take charge of your money. Five, gain control of your time. And that is a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please feel free to to drop some some questions into my box, my comments on social media. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you in the next episode. You can comment and share and tell your friends about us on Instagram and Facebook at The Chris and Co. Show. Also, we got a, we got a website. It's thechrisandcoshow.wordpress.com. So hit us up, give us a like, give us a follow, send it to your friends and neighbors and relatives. Thank you.